This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Talk is Cheap Giants podcast from NJ Advanced Media, the Star Ledger, and NJ.com. Daryl Slater here with Bob Brookover. Uh, we are sitting here the Monday after Thanksgiving. Uh, hope you all are doing well and you had a nice Thanksgiving. The Giants did not, of course, and the game happened a few days ago, so we won't won't need to get too much into the nuts and bolts of the Giants' loss in Dallas. But um, you know, look, this will be kind of a big picture look at things where things stand heading into Sunday's home game against the uh, Washington Commanders. And at this point, the Giants now two straight losses. They've lost three of their past four since a six and one start. They're seven and four, still sitting at the sixth seed in the NFC, but uh, the Commanders are closing. They're seven and five, so the, so Sunday's game is a big one. The, C- the Seahawks are sitting there at six and five in the eighth seed, having lost yesterday, of course, to to the Raiders. So a big loss there for Seattle, which holds the head-to-head tiebreaker over the Giants, and and now of course the Cowboys do as well, eight and three, having swept the season series. Uh, with the Giants, uh, and if you look at 538, uh, good old Nate Silver is, I guess, former site. Uh, the Giants, 49% chance of making the playoffs. The Commanders, 66% right now. But of course, those are those are going to be uh, those percentages are going to swing in a big way because the Giants do get the Commanders at home this week, then a home game against the Eagles, and then while the Commanders are off, as the Giants play the Eagles next week, host the Eagles, uh, the Giants then go to Washington on the uh, either 17th or 18th of December TBD for that date game date. So Washington gets back-to-back games against the giants with a, with a buy in between. So a really big stretch coming up here for the giants uh, as they, uh, you know, try to try to get a handle on things and get healthy with extra time to prepare for this game and, and, and get things sorted out. We'll get to the Odell Beckham stuff later on. All things, all things Odell Beckham, but Bob, um, what's your sense of where things stand here with this giants team? Um, I think you asked the question after Thursday, or I guess it was after Thursday's game, is this team at a crossroads? And um, and Brian Dable said, no, we just go do what we do, which is prepare for the next game, which is fine. But I would argue that they're at a crossroads, and I think you you would make the same argument. Yeah. Uh, this is a vital game. The, the, the commanders are a very hot team. Um, they're very good defense. Uh, they're getting uh, – did, did Chase Young – Young play yesterday? He did not play yesterday, but it looks like this is the week for him. Okay, so, you know, he's coming back, uh, you know, and they get, they're going to get him twice. Uh, they're already very good defense. Uh, Taylor Heineke is a hot quarterback. Yeah, that, I mean, this game is the, the biggest game of the season for the Giants right now. They, they cannot afford to – I mean, they can certainly win it, but they cannot afford to have a three-game losing streak with what lies ahead of them after that especially. Yeah, no doubt. And what lies ahead of them is a matchup uh, the following week at home against the Eagles, the hottest team in the NFL, of course, at ten and one, and um, and then, like I said, the you know going to Washington uh, with a with a with a, facing a well rested or a rested at least Washington team, and this Washington team now has has won. Look, they started one and four, and you think, geez, this is the typical nonsense down there in Washington, and in many ways, it's been that like 
away from the football product, of course. But give Ron Rivera some credit here. I mean, this team has won three straight games. They've won six of seven. They're rolling with Taylor Heineke over Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, who stinks, by the way, and he's made a glass. And uh, obviously the Eagles made the right call going with Jalen Hurts there. Um, but, um, yes, it, you, you mentioned the defense. You know, for all the hand-wringing about the quarterback situation, this Washington defense, eighth in the, in the NFL and PFF's defensive rankings, um, and and then the Giants having to play Minnesota later in December in their seventh. So a couple tough de- defenses coming up for, and the Eagles are second for goodness sake. So some tough defenses coming up here um, for the Giants. Uh, those are their those are their three opponents that they play in their next four games. So this is a significant challenge coming up for the Giants' offense and their offensive line. And um, like you said, Chase Young coming back, and the Giants are going to need to score some points to to win some of these games and. Um, yeah, so I, I think that, the, the, you know, this Washington game, if you looked at this maybe a month ago or maybe maybe not, it's a winnable game, right? But now, geez, it, it looks like a significant challenge. It's a, it's a really, really huge challenge um, that, uh, you know, they need to be a better offensive team, as you just said, need to score points. This streak of, I think it's a 37 games now that they haven't scored 30 points. Um, and the next closest team is half that uh, in that in that streak. Um, you know, Saquon Barkley's been shut down. Uh, that's that's a huge problem because that that makes the passing game even more difficult. Um, you know, the, all these things tie in because that uh, leads to do, do you get OBJ? It all it's, it all ties in. But this is a team that's in trouble. It's, it's really in trouble right now after the, after a great seven and two start six and one, seven and two start uh, you know, that the, the loss to the lions was, was big because it was at home and against a team that you think they should be, they can't afford to. And they're not, not many of these games on the schedule uh, where you say, should they, should they win? Uh, I don't, I haven't, I haven't seen the line yet. Um, but should they beat the commanders at home? I, I think so. Um, should they beat the Colts at home? Yes. Every other game, they're going to be the underdog in that they have remaining. No doubt. So, you know, they have to get Saquon Barkley going. Uh, Daniel Jones played played okay on on Sunday. Not great, but okay. Uh, you know, the four, you know, we, we go back. If we're going to go back and look at that game, that game hinges on that fourth and one play. Uh, in a lot of respects, you know, after the Cowboys take the lead, they go for it on fourth and one. Mike Kafka has the right play designed. Uh, it's not a good throw, but, you know, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, you know, both said it was their fault and they were both right. Uh, it wasn't a good throw because if it was a good throw, Barkley was going to have a huge play, maybe even a touchdown. And it, it wasn't so bad a throw that Barkley shouldn't have caught it for a first down. Um, that, that was that game right there. Uh, you know, in a lot of ways, I thought the, the, the Giants gave a gallon effort against the, the Cowboys because they were so shorthanded. But, you know, when you are that shorthanded and you play a great first half and have a lead, and then you have a chance to, you know, say, okay, we're going to answer your score for a score, which they've done so often this season, and that play happens, and then they go and score. Um, that, that summarizes that game for me right there. 
I mean, this has been a really rough stretch for the Giants. They not only lost to the Lions and got beat up, and then they go to Dallas overmatched and lose. And as you said, the game kind of swings. When you have – this team has – we said it over and over, a small margin for error. The injuries chip away at that. A small margin for error and, and a drop fourth and one will certainly chip away at that, like, you know, when you're playing in Dallas. And now the wiggle room is all gone for in terms of the playoff stuff. Look, it could have been worse. Seattle could have beaten the Raiders – and then that would have improved Seattle to seven and four, which would have bumped the Giants down to the seven seed um, because Seattle has the head to head tie break. But, um, you know, Washington beats the Falcons. And so Washington now, like I said, seven and five. And then just building off what you're talking about there, and we'll get to the injury stuff. But the Saquon Barkley um, slump is got obviously concerning. So it wasn't just the fourth and one drop, but I mean, he goes out, didn't run a lot. Because they had to throw to catch, throw uh, the ball to catch up. They uh, he ran eleven times for thirty nine yards. After coming off fifteen for twenty two against the Lions, has really done nothing the last two weeks. Um, obviously, some of that's got to be on the patchwork offensive line, and he took the blame to his credit. But ultimately, it doesn't matter who says what about who gets the blame. They have to get him going, or their season's done. They absolutely have to get Barkley going. Um... You know, and you got to you have to think that some of it is offensive line. Uh, you know, they're playing with their their fourth um, left guard in that game. Uh, he did not grade out very well in the run game against the according to Pro Football Focus uh, in this game. Uh, Jack Anderson had a false start penalty. Um, you know, Nick Gates on the other hand did did grade out very well. Uh, but, but it's, you know, it's three of the five starters were missing from that offensive line. And then Andrew Thomas apparently was very, very sick, uh, gave up his first sack of the season in that game. Um, so, you know, they have to hope that this offensive line gets back some, which it should this week, uh, and can, you know, get Saquon Barkley going again. And as you said, it doesn't matter how he gets going, but, but he needs to get going. Um, before we move on, I just want to do, do, do a little thing here. If we could, um, let's play, let's play instead of with the giants who wins this game, let's play Washington's remaining schedule because it's tough. And yeah, it, true. It, it, it really reveals, uh, how important Sunday's game is because, okay. So they play at the giants this week. Would well, you see that as a winner loss for the commander? That's, that's a toss up. Well, okay. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll tease out the predictions to the end. If we say it's a okay, all right. Uh, then they get a bye week, and then they play the Giants at home. Winnable game. What's that? That's yeah, especially coming off they're they're going to be coming off a bye, so they'll be you know whatever injuries they have should be you know get a chance to heal up. Then they go to the Forty ers That's oh, not wow. a, <laughs> you wouldn't think. Uh, and then they finish with Cleveland and Dallas at home. Um, so and. Uh, Cleveland's not a great team, but they're they they are a team that can beat you. Uh, and Dallas, a lot of that Dallas game, like the Eagles and Giants in the last week of the season, a lot of that Dallas uh, Dallas drawing uh, a blank here. Dallas Commanders game is going to be uh, is, is it going to matter to, to Dallas? You know, or, yep. or or are they going to be locked into whatever? You know, maybe the fifth seed. Uh, because they won't be able to catch the Eagles, and they'll be the you know they know they'll be the fifth seed going in. 
Uh, so, yeah, it, but it accentuates how important Sunday is when you start looking at the schedules for the two teams. And the Browns are going to have Deshaun Watson back too. By that point, we'll have a couple games under his belt to, that, to reacclimate. That, that's very true, and you know they want to finish well. So, yeah, look, I, I, it it's all relative, right? I mean, like we were talking after this game, the game, and um, we we're all hanging out in the press box on Thanksgiving after the game and thinking, like, oh, do the Giants need ten wins or will nine get it done? Because we, you know, last year, based on last year with a new you know, playoff. Seed you know, in terms of three wild card teams making it, um, ten wins was sort of the magic number, and some nine and eight teams did not make it. But if you look at, uh, you got to look at it like, well, who else is winning nine, or who else is right. winning ten? Um, right, right. And and look, Seattle at six and five now with six games to go. Right, yes, they have the head to head tiebreak against the Giants, but Seattle now has to finish four and two, uh, just to get to ten. Right. Yeah. Um, they have some winnable games, but they do have to play. Uh, they, they got the 49ers and Chiefs, and then they Niners play. They, they also get the Rams, Rams, Rams at home. The, yeah, the, so the two Rams games look pretty good for them right now. Right, um, so Rams at Rams twice, and then Panthers is three wins. That'll get them the nine, and then they obviously play Niners, Chiefs, Jets. So well, you have to kind of look at it like that, where in terms right. of the remaining schedule. Um, if I'm looking at the three teams, we you know the Giants, Commanders, and Seahawks, I would say the, the Seattle has the best chance of getting to ten. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. so. And the, of course, the Giants uh, have so many of their own problems that Brian Dable is not going to uh, necessarily. You know, I'm sure he's not looking at, at it. I'm sure he looks at the standings, but he's not looking at the remaining schedules like we are here. But that's an important piece of context to consider. Um, but the one thing that Dable obviously is going to have to really focus on here is like. What we were just kind of talking about with the line. I mean, Andrew Thomas will go left to right. Well, um, you know, he'll be. I'm sure he'll be over his illness by by now. What do they right. do at left guard? I mean, so right now their left guard situation is is a mess. Like Jack Anderson is obviously not a starter. Uh, they can get Ben Bredesen off of IR this week. Um, he's he's sat out his four games, so he's able to come back off IR. We'll see if he's ready to do that. Um, Shane Lemieux look, you know, he looks like he re-injured his toe in his first game back against the Lions. He didn't play in Dallas, just like Bredesen. Um, Josh Azudu dealing with a neck injury. He didn't play in Dallas. He's a rookie who's been inconsistent. So they the the, the situation at left guard remains very much fluid. Uh, at center, you know, is John Feliciano? To me, is the guy you would go with right now if he's if he's healthy. I, that he's the guy I think is their best option. Lemieux, uh, Bredesen. Oh, Bredesen. Yeah, no, I, I think so, too. I, he's played. Like, Lemieux hasn't played, right? Right, right. And, and I, I'm not, you know, Lemieux's a nice guy, but I'm not sold that he's, you know, a long-term starter in the NFL. So, right. Bredesen probably not so, either. He's the most interesting position going forward here. The left um, guard, yeah. But center, do you go with center, sorry, or yeah. Feliciano if they're both healthy? Right. What do you do? I Well, you know, Nick Gates – Graded out exceptionally well. He was the he graded out better than any of their other linemen in this game. Uh, at an eighty, I think an eighty-two grade. Um, and if you watch if you watch the video, he, he's especially good at pass blocking. He's such a big, strong man at that position. Um, he uh, he did that extremely well. Um, I think he allowed one pressure. Uh, I, right now, I, I'd look at Nick Gates. I would say, hey, you know what? I'm going to spend the rest of the season looking at Nick Gates and see if he can hold up is the biggest thing, given that he's what he's coming back from, seven surgeries and all that. Let's see if he holds up over the you know, the long haul being 
seven, it would be seven starts in a row. Because uh, it's obviously so vital in this league. So I would want to, I would want to see that. He's the younger guy. Uh, he's coming off a good game. Keep watching Nick Gates. You know, and I think you kind of look at it saying all things being equal, what do you do? But, like, I don't even think it's equal. Like, uh, Feliciano, and we said this from the beginning of the year, the, he's, he's a good leader. He's a one-year guy for this team. He's 30 years old. He's not a long-term solution. He didn't play well last year in Buffalo. He got benched. He hasn't played well this year. So, I mean, you, if you're going to play the, the best guy, which is what you should be doing, you know, going forward with a playoff push, and you're not going to rotate at center. I, the small sample size in Dallas tells you Nick Gates is perhaps the better guy there. Um, so that great, he's his grade in the Dallas game was better than any grade that Feliciano's had this year. So there you go. And, and, and against a very good defense. Exactly. And so a very, really good pass rush and um, which gave the giants fits at times, but he, you know, he certainly did his part. And then, um, you know, as you move, you know, Glowinski is going to be the right guard there. And obviously, and so Evan Neal's a big one too, right? So, now, he hasn't been, uh, you know, Orlando Pace this year, but um, he's missed four games since the knee injury in Jacksonville, which is when Bredesen also got hurt. So uh, we'll see if this – it seems like this is probably the week, right, that he comes back. It does. And, you know, he he had that obviously a very, very rough game against the Cowboys early in the season, but bounced back pretty well from that. Has still had some moments that weren't great. But, you know, obviously he's the guy you want to see for the rest of the season and – you know, it, it, I'm pretty sure you've written it that, you know, you hope that he ends the same way Andrew Thomas did his rookie season and it leads to some good things in the future. Uh, but that's, that's you know, getting that offensive line together and having some continuity, you know, which they haven't had recently is just very important for this stretch run. As is per the potential perhaps return of Daniel Bellinger, the rookie tight end who was performing well before he, he – um broke his eye, I guess you could say, fractured his eye socket in Jacksonville. Really unfortunate fluke injury, freak injury, I guess. He has not practiced since, and he did not play in Dallas. He's missed four games as well. Maybe this week, who knows? Um, yeah, I had, a, sure. I had a pretty long talk with him the other day. Yeah. We, were just, we were just talking, and he thinks he's getting close. Uh, he said he said the bone is healing well. He's, he's been running patterns. Uh, he showed me his visor that he has. Uh, that he has for when he goes back on the field. Um, he seemed to think there was a decent chance that he would get be back for this game. When I talked to him last week before, uh, you know, it was, I think it was on the Tuesday uh, that they did the one day they had availability last week. He seemed, he seemed optimistic that he might be back this week. Yeah. And you know, the story of this giant season has been impactful injuries and he's right up there um, with, with, I mean, they've rolled with him as their number one tight end since the spring. And so, it's not just the offensive side of the ball defensively. Maybe they get Aziz Ojolari back this week. Who knows? I mean, he, the season's been lost for him basically due to these calf injuries. Um, but more more pressingly, I think, because they've been able to kind of make up a little bit with edge rusher there, um, is the cornerback situation. You saw it being a glaring weakness against the Cowboys. Obviously, Adoree Jackson's out, what, four to six weeks with his sprained MCL. We know that. Number one corner. Got hurt on punt return against the Lions. You know, the whole thing. Um, but the other one being, you know, Fabian Moreau, a guy who it wasn't even on the team for all of training camp, and now suddenly is like a guy they need back. He no, didn't play in Dallas because of the oblique injury coming off the short week, got hurt against the Lions, and so um, obviously it's 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 too much of a challenge for this team to roll with a cornerback of group of Cordell Flott, who got a concussion in Dallas, 
uh, Nick McLeod, um, Rodarius Williams, those guys just very clearly are not ready to to defend like um, a guy like you know CD. Right, like Nick, Nick McLeod has had some terrific games this year and on special teams yeah. and in reduced role. But last week, he or whatever Thursday, he was asked to uh, play every defensive snap. It's a big ask, and yeah. he had a rough time. He got beat for a touchdown by Dalton Schultz, where he was he was playing off, and Schultz um, cut to the outside. He could not get, you know, he said himself, "I got to play that play tighter. Uh, I, you know, I have to do better, and I have to play that play tighter." And he's right. Uh, but, you know, going from I think his season high was like 33 snaps and he went to 75. It's a big ask for, <laughs> of a young player. Um, and, you know, the, they were asking the same thing of Flott. I think he got to 40 snaps in that game um, before he came out. And then Darius, Darius Williams played the, the rest of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, but that's a, that's a that's something that's not going to be solved uh, in this game. It's going to still be you know it, it'll be solved a little bit i guess if moreau can come back yeah uh, but but still still not entirely solved uh in this game now is taylor heineke isn't dak prescott um but you know it, it's it could still be an issue that the that the, the commanders could pick on i almost said the r word sorry <laughs> Would you get fired off? Would you fired on the spot? <laughs> but uh, look, I mean, obviously the commanders have, uh, you know, Terry McLaurin is, is a really challenging receiver to deal with. So that's going to be, uh, that's going to be something the giants are going to have to deal with this week because that, you know, to quote Rick Pitino and a lot long ago dated quote, Dory Jackson isn't a uh, you know, paraphrase. Rick Pitino isn't Dory Jackson's not walking through that door this week. And so um, they got to figure out a way because someone's going to have to start opposite Fabian Moreau. If Fabian Moreau is back off the oblique and, so you talk about McLeod, he's a guy who, you know, as, as a first-year player last year, undrafted guy, played 14 defensive snaps with the Bengals. And this year he's played 199 with the Giants defensively, and 75 of those came in Dallas. So he's he's barely played in the NFL. He's an undrafted guy. And so, like you said, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to yeah. ask him or Rodarius Williams or, you know, who's another second-year guy or Flon. You, you can put Jason Pinnock in, in that group too because he had to – his role was accelerated again. It was accelerated to the third safety when uh, McKinney went down. Uh, this week it was accelerated to the second, number two safety. I, I think Dean Belton only played like six snaps because uh, he's dealing with a clavicle injury. Um, and, you know, Pinnock, again, here's a guy who had one of that sacks, has done some good things in a limited role. I think he played every snap on, on Thursday. Uh, probably wasn't his – it, it wasn't his best game this season. He was asked to do more. And, you know, and, you know, obviously some of that, a lot of it is the Cowboys are a really good team and a good offense uh, that they really showed in the second half. Uh, but, you know, so now it's not just the cornerbacks. You also got a safety. It, it, that accentuates how badly the Xavier McKinney injury has hurt them. Um, you know, so, you know, what, what are they one and two since the McKinney injury? Uh, and, didn't really play a great game against the Texans, though, though they beat them. Everybody beats them. Uh, the, the Dolphins beat the pulp out of them. Uh, so, uh, you, you know, yeah, there are a lot of there are a lot of issues on both sides of the ball, injury issues as they, and we'll we'll see starting possibly today, depending on what Dable says at his 
1230 uh, media session, but the rest of this week, we'll see where things go. And that's going to, that's going to determine a lot how the, the Giants play against commanders on Sunday. Yeah. And, and, you know, we'll see if Cordell Flott is able to come back off his concussion. And, and so the big picture, I mean, and Xavier McKinney, by the way, has to miss at least one more game uh, on the non-football injury list uh, because he's only missed three so far. And so, um, yeah, look, I mean, big picture, we looked at this Wink Martindale um, defense and thought, you know, if he's going to want to blitz a lot, is this secondary going to be able to hold up? And we had those questions about, like, at the beginning of the year when the secondary was uh, Adoree Jackson, Aaron Robinson, uh, Julian Love, and Xavier McKinney, right? So we were like, oh, is Julian Love and Aaron Robinson going to be able to hold up? And Julian Love's played pretty well. And um, and then that, that's been the least of their concerns. Obviously, Aaron Robinson didn't play really at all because of his knee injury and he's done. Um, but the injuries had added up and, and then what Wink Martindale asked of the secondary is probably not what these players who he's trotting out there right now can deliver. And so um, that's the, the problem right now for how they're going to hold up defensively, even against a quarterback like Taylor Heineke. And, um, and like we just, you know, like I said, I mean, McKinney cannot come back until after this game. So you know, he's not going to solve everything, but his return would be, pretty darn significant. And so speaking of return, uh, we it took us a little while to get to him. Uh, Odell Beckham uh, will be starting his free agent tour with the Giants on Thursday. Uh, he'll also visit the Cowboys and Bills. And it looks like his decision, obviously, he's not going to be playing this week, right? So he's not going to sign. He's going to go visit these teams. This is going to linger into next week. And so if it's lingering into next week, then you're talking about a situation where, um, look, I mean, how many games is he, could he wind up playing the final five games at most? Uh, maybe the final four games for whoever he signs with. Um, maybe, you know, it looks like the Cowboys probably the favorite still. And then on top of all that, uh, everyone was enjoying their nice Sunday afternoon yesterday and Odell Beckham on Sunday morning gets booted off a plane for, I don't know, you, you guys can go read the, the whole thing about what, but like, come on. Put your seatbelt on on the plane. Like, my goodness. If you well, one place to... you did, the one place you didn't visit yesterday was Los Angeles. <laughs> right, right. He was not here. Yeah. Maybe he got there eventually. Uh, oh, he might have. I don't know. But, look, I, I, it just, to me, it's like he didn't get arrested, obviously. But um, it's just foolishness. Uh, you know, if you want to sleep on the plane, just put your seatbelt on and then go to sleep. The end. Like, they don't. You, you, you know, know, the biggest problem I have with the whole thing, Daryl, is. Okay, he, he as you just said, he didn't get arrested. So let it go. Don't don't have your uh attorney come out and make a statement, you know, saying, Oh, well, this it was an overzealous flight attendant. Well, that's BS. Yeah, right. Like, okay, you know, there were ha- there were four hundred two hundred people on this airplane, and only one of them caused the, the airplane to be cleared, and that was Odell Beckham. And it's scary if to me if he can't take accountability for hey you know what I messed up I, I'm sorry I was really tired I had an exhausting week uh, you know I was wrong he didn't do that and then, and if he can't do it in that situation you know it, it was obviously that has been in his DNA going back to his first stint with the Giants continuing with Cleveland you know it's always somebody else uh, is is that really what the what the Giants want to bring into their, you know, in year one of, regardless of, yes, they got themselves in the playoff picture, but they're trying to, Dable and Joe Shane are trying to put together something for the long term. And is that really something you want to bring in 
for the long term. I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's just absolute foolishness. And like I said, the statement was 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 BS. And it's just, it's it's rude. You know, look, I mean, act like you've been there before and you've been on an airplane before. I, I, I flew back on a super early morning flight from Dallas. And you know what? They don't care if you put your headphones on and don't listen to the safety presentation. I put my... Right my sleeping eye mask on. I put my headphones on. I put music on. I did not pay attention to the safety presentation. You're supposed to well, like, you in an exit row. <laughs> they don't care. They don't care if you don't pay attention to that. So technically you're, you know, they could give you a hard time for that, but look, there's certain things you can do in an airplane, but like, just put your seatbelt on, put your seatbelt on. It's not that hard. I mean, come on, like, uh, you know, act like you've been there before. And you, this is a 30 year old man. Come on, like act like, you know, this is not a, the, this is not a, a, a child here. And so, um, all that said, yeah, I'm sure, look, even if you set aside this, like, even if this didn't happen and you weighed the pros and cons of Odell Beckham coming back to the giants, he's going to want some kind of money into next year or perhaps a year you know, beyond. He wants a, a financial commitment, right? So the giants have a lot of roster holes to deal with. Unlike the Cowboys who perhaps have a little more wiggle room to just throw some money at, at a player like Beckham, um, because their roster is in better shape. Uh, so that's one thing to consider. This is a 30 year old receiver who has not been productive. Like you, we were talking about last night, you and I, a lot of receivers decline after 30. This guy's had two ACL tears in his same knee most recently earlier this year. Um, you know, to say nothing. So is he worth the trouble? That's how you always have to weigh these things. And it right. just, it doesn't seem like he is because he's got between the money, what you can ask for for production and durability. And then some of this other nonsense, like, to me, yeah, I mean, you, you can, on a positive side, you can say, um, you know, he played very well for the Rams after they he, he got uh, waived by the Browns. Uh, another example of things weren't going well. And, you know, I don't know the entire story, uh, you know, will we'll probably never come out exactly what happened in Cleveland. But, um, you know, so he goes to the Rams. He helps him win a Super Bowl. He plays extremely well in the postseason. But let's remember he was lined up with Cooper Cup uh, there. Yeah. And, you know, Cooper Cup just was won the triple crown of receiving last year. Most receptions, most yards, most touchdowns. Um, he ain't getting Cooper Cup in New York. Uh, that's that's he's Great you know, you don't expect him to do a, a, a be a. I would think at this point, a number one guy, you know, not, maybe not the rest of this year, but if he's going to come back next year, they're going to expect him to be a number one guy. And for, for, it's not my money. It's, it's the Mara's money. Um, you know, I would, I'd rather spend that on a younger guy in free agency or as a draft pick than, than take my chances on Odell at this point in his career. All of that has to be taken into account. And, and as you said too, there at the end, uh, you know, the state of the Giants roster and, and the task ahead of Joe Shane. And like, so does it make sense to commit a, 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 a you know, capital to a, this player at this point in his career and at this point in the Giants rebuilding process? So, yeah, I don't think it does. It, it does you know, they're going to have him in on Thursday. He's going to do other visits. Um, we'll see what the other offers wind up being. It seems sure seems like Jerry Jones is poised to throw just like silly money at him in terms of relatively speaking. Um, but yeah, all of that has to factor in and, and the Cooper cup factor is a really interesting one too. That's a good point there that you brought up. And so um, no, I mean, look, I don't think the plane thing is going to play into like whether he gets signed or not um, right. or who, who signs him, but, but it should uh, be a reminder. 
it, it certainly underscores some of the headaches that come with him. And at some point in everyone's career for these athletes who, who, you know, look, everyone works with difficult people from time to time, you know, in, in, the, in the workplace. And at, at, at certain points, if you're a difficult person, you know, you just don't become worth the trouble anymore. Um, so especially in, in the, in the realm of professional sports where it's all about physical production and you're going to automatically decline with age and, certainly decline when you've had injuries like he's had. And, um, it's just, uh, and you know, it's a, it's a lot to, to take on, I think, given the state of where the giants are. And so, uh, but that will be happening on Thursday and presumably he will be behaving himself on his flight, uh, <laughs> to, uh, to Newark. Uh, we don't need to be, uh, spending any more time chasing down stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, look, I think that, that, that's, a subplot for this week, certainly, but let's not let it get lost here. That this, this giants commanders game or commanders at giants game is massively important. So how do you see it playing out? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with the giants winning here. I think, I think the little extra time is going to help them. They're going to heal up a little bit. Um, it's been a season when, you know, we didn't think they were in it at the start. Uh, there were a few times this year where we thought, oh, okay, here we go. Um, you know, this is going to be the Giants team we thought we were going to see. And we haven't seen that. And I don't think we're going to see it this time either. I think I think they're going to figure out a way to win this game 23 to 23 to 20. And a lot depends, uh, obviously, on this, the attrition and the injuries and the, if they can get their line back together and what the cornerback situation is and then, what all that means for uh, at least offensively for Saquon Barkley. So I think they'll win a close game as well. Uh, low, they're going to have to keep it low scoring. Uh, I'll say uh, 21 to 17 giants. I'll write that down so I can send that in accurately later in the week, but that's, that's their hope to keep this low scoring, to keep this ugly. Um, and I he obviously Taylor Haneke's not Dak Prescott. And I think that will play, in the Giants favor here. I mean, Prescott has a ton of talent around him and he's a really good quarterback. That was such a big ask for the Giants to try to win that game. Uh, but I think that they, that this is a winnable game. They obviously need to win it. I think they'll, it'll be a close game, no matter which way it goes. I could see it going either way. Like I said earlier, toss up, but I'll go Giants 21 uh, commanders 17. Um, and so just one more quick, we'll do yet quick yes or no here when we can just do this maybe every podcast on the way out rest of the year for the remainder will the giants make the playoffs uh, just uh will they will they make it yes i think they're going to squeeze in as the number seven seed yeah i think they make it two at nine and uh i think i, I also think they will make it at, with a nine and eight record um you know because we talked about all these other teams who's going to catch them that's the thing it's all right you know what a number seven seed would probably get us what's that i haven't looked at it the uh a trip back to minnesota <laughs> In the yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, you'll, be, you'll be there on Christmas Eve. I will be covering that game from home, from under the tree. But uh, I'm thinking more along, along the lines of a, a trip to Tampa would would be more um, suitable. But that's that's probably not happening. You probably have to be a five seed to do to do that. Yeah, um, in the five seed, perhaps there's a possibility there too if they could be the six seed. That's the other one. It looks like it looks like at this point. Um, you know, Dallas is probably in the right in there for the five. And then San Francisco is 
looking more and more likely like they're definitely going to be the three. The one and the two we'll see uh, with the Eagles or Vikings because there's still some stuff to sort out. But uh, San Francisco is a great great trip. Wouldn't mind doing that one. And uh, but Minnesota, uh, great city, but not really looking to visit there in the in the winter time. But um, we'll see how it all shakes out. The Giants obviously have to do their part first. Um, so everyone enjoy the game this weekend if you're if you're going uh, or watching from home. And uh, in the meantime, be sure to rate, review, like, subscribe uh, to us on all your various podcasting platforms. We appreciate everyone listening, and we will be back with you uh, next week, recapping whatever happens in the Commanders-Giants game, which obviously uh, will be enormously important for the Giants' playoff hope. So everyone have a good week, and we will talk to you then.